When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles. Brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Charles Humphrey III from the Songs from the Road Band is our guest on this edition of Americana Music Profiles, the part-time collective of musicians from Western North Carolina turned full-time touring band has just released their latest album, Pay Your Dues an album that began its recording process during the pandemic. Hey, Charles, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, man, thanks for taking the time out of your your busy schedule with all the music and everything you've got going on to talk to us. You're, you're uh, based in um, near Asheville, right? That's right. Uh, I live in West Asheville, and all of the band members live in the surrounding area. Is that home for all of you or most of you originally? It is. It is, which is great. Uh, it allows us a chance to get together and rehearse. Um, I know a lot of bands live in different cities, and that makes it difficult. So um, we're lucky in that aspect. Um, you and I were talking off air. We have had the opportunity to chat before, and but I think maybe even uh, we talked once or twice prior to that. You've got a... Uh, uh, history with a with another cool band out there on the road. You you got your start, or at least spent some time with the Rangers, right? Steep Canyon Rangers. That's correct. And how long how long were you with those guys? Um, the Songs from the Road band has been touring. I think we're going on about six years now. So when we had the opportunity to put the band on the road full time. Uh, we we took advantage of that. Uh, Mark Shimmick was playing with Larry Kill for 13 years as well, and Sam Morton had some obligations. Um, and then we found an amazing fiddle player and James Schlender and a banjo player, uh, graduate of East Tennessee State University, Mr. Gabe Epstein, has been with us um, probably three or four years. Yeah, so, cool are super excited with uh, the band and the music and uh, our team, you know, like booking and publicity and all that stuff. And uh, it's it's picking up. You know, it was really busy before COVID. I think we did over 200 shows a year just kind of out there paying our dues. And then COVID hit, and it was like a reset. 
we actually joined a booking agency during COVID, hmm. which is kind of hard to believe that somebody would actually hire a band when there's no gig. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I feel like we are just hitting our stride now with, with Crater Day. Um, so we're super thankful. You know, I don't think we'll go back to doing 200 shows a year, but we are um, doing a nice mix of listening rooms and, and festivals and starting to get out of our region more and, and explore places like the Northeast and out West. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Was there a, um, was it always the intention to, to be full-time or was it kind of one of those side projects that I, I see a lot of, a lot of guys in different bands and their time off or, you know, when they're, when they're home, they got some guys they hook up with and it's just yeah. kind of a way to keep it's, your chops together, but, uh, doesn't yeah. always go full-time. Songs from the road started out as an outlet for songwriting and original songs. Yeah, so the okay. band was, was originally a recording band, and we would always incorporate a lot of guests. Um, you know, we've had Bobby Britt, John Stickley, Andy Thorne, Andrew Marlin, Robert Greer, Phil Barker, Jonathan Bird. Um, just a list of people kind of in our sphere to uh, come in and sing and pick on some of the songs. And then once Mark and Sam and I could all go full time, it turned into a touring band, but it always been a great outlet for original yeah. songs. And we, you know, we did four, four records like that. And in the spirit of having guests, we, um, we have a guest, uh, Darren Nicholson on our oh, yeah. new, new album. But other than that, the records are kind of like, folks in the core touring band now but every now and then we'll bring in a, a, a collaborator or someone to collaborate with us yeah okay yeah and darren actually just launched his new band right yeah he did he uh, is leading his own band and it's been quite successful from what i gather i see a lot of his songs on the charts yeah he and i do a lot of songwriting together so um i usually know what's what's going on with him and he's one of my favorite people to work with such a nice guy and yeah a huge talent yeah huge talent yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. Um, so the the new album, do I understand uh, correctly, is called Pay Your Dues? Is that right? That is correct. Yeah, and that's the one that you guys just released. But you've been working on that a, a while, though, correct? Yes, we had uh, several singles leading up to it. We started it like the day COVID started. Okay. <laughs> we were in the studio, the, the British was like, y'all got to leave. <laughs> we don't know what's going on in the world. We're like, really? Oh my god! We're gosh. all here together. Can we just finish the record? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's been it's been what two almost two and a half years. Whatever. Yeah, that was a weird time. It's it's easy to kind of forget about it. You know, it's like we're 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 not really back to normal, but we're sort of back to normal, or we're trying to get back to normal. And um, you don't think about how like no, in that, yeah, it seems like forever ago, right? And in that moment, it was like, okay, yeah, what the bomb went off? What happened? I don't know. We got to go home. You know, it was um, you kind of you kind of put that stuff out of your mind, I guess. But um, so you there guys so have been kind of cooking this for a while, then. We have. I mean, it's great. I think we picked a nice batch of songs that kind of go together. Some, some strong material in there. Now, were most of these songs then were, were written prior to that then, correct? Um, with the exception of a few of them. Um, probably the ones that our current banjo player, Gabe, are on. That would be like um, Amarillo Blue, You Left Your Lonely, um, those were written during that time, during COVID. 
I turned to songwriting. I was doing two sessions a day on Skype. Wow. With various writers around the country. I think I wrote 140 songs. Oh, wow. And, <laughs> and there were a, a couple that just came out. And I was like, oh, man, we've got to we've got to go in and cut these songs to, to put on this record. And um, a lot of them were tunes written with Nick Dauphine and Marty Dotson. Uh, Marty's a songwriter in Nashville, very successful. And Nick Dauphine, people would know from touring with Larry Stevenson. Mm-hmm. He's a um, mm-hmm. great singer and guitar player. Actually, he plays everything. So, um, yeah, and you know, I think that was the advantage of taking our time on the record, too. We had more material to choose from. Mm-hmm. You said uh, over 140 songs. That's that's amazing. You know, um, I, I, some people struggle to get 10. <laughs> uh, I, obviously, you, you didn't have a whole lot of other things to focus on during that period of time. But um, are, are, were those songs that you you completed and, and either you guys or somebody else has recorded? Or, or was that just the, the, the culmination of all of that, that, that time together? Um, yeah, so when I write, I'm, I make an appointment, and I co-write, and we'll start. I like to start from scratch. I tell people don't show up for too much because we don't want to change anything and hurt anybody's feeling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's very rare that it takes longer than two hours, and we'll do a little work tape and have our lyrics, and that song's done. And then, you know, it's just a matter of finding a home for it. Mm-hmm. And, yes, some of those songs did find uh, homes. I think they recorded a bunch of them, uh, the Graskels recorded in a nice song um there's some other have been put on hold by uh, various national bands um and that's always exciting when uh, other people want to record record your work you know i'm I'm a big always say write what's in the room you know whatever the writers are feeling that day and then and then it'll kind of find its own home wow that's cool um so this album you guys actually got to release at Merlefest, is that right? We did. We're so excited. We have been playing there for the past three years with Jim Lauderdale. We had our own set this year on the cabin stage, right in the break of the rain and the lightning. And <laughs> yeah. that was the day the record came out. So, you know, we got to tell everybody about it and uh, sold a bunch of CDs and, and vinyl records. And it was uh, just, just thankful to be there. I mean, it's such an honor. What a historic festival. This was the 35th year that they had done it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, we were there during that whole uh, experience, including the rain and the thunder and the lightning. <laughs> uh, talk I about know. talk about releasing your record with a bang. <laughs> um, it always rains, but the lightning was kind of a bummer. Cause oh it yeah, and the mud. So. The mud this year was just. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Um, you know, it, it, but that's okay. I'm, Merle Fest and Rain seems to go together, and it's always a great festival, no matter what happens. Um, You're right. You know, they always seem to pull together such an amazing, uh, an amazing lineup. Uh, anyway, um, tell me a little bit about the collaboration with Jim Lauderdale. I, I've seen you guys work with him a couple times. How did how did that come about? You know, that's a good question. Uh, we've been doing it for several years now. Um, we play a lot of festivals for Arnie Evans down in Florida. Uh, we're going out into Four Corners on Labor Day weekend in Colorado and Augusta Springs and playing with him. He and I do a lot of songwriting together. I think that's what happened. Okay. Um, and he made a record of North Carolina artists, and he asked, he got all these different bands and musicians from North Carolina to be on it. And he recorded several tunes that he and I had written. And then I think that led to him playing that material and using us as a band. And that combined with our history of songwriting together, it was just a natural fit. 
mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of we're kind of like the perfect band to step in and learn somebody's catalog. I mean, there's they're just the soloists in the band are amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark and Sam can sing like any part in harmony, so it's it's not difficult for us to to back somebody up. I mean, we've done other co- collaborations with Steve McMurray from Acoustic Syndicate and uh, John Cowan from Newgrass Revival. And we're just huge fans of Jim. I mean, if you know him, you know how charismatic he is. Oh, yeah. He's just got all these great stories. Yeah. He's hilarious. I mean, he's like a national treasure. Yeah. And so yeah. we just love playing music with him and are so thankful when we get to do that. And it's nice to be able to go out and work and we're playing Jim songs. You know, it's a totally different, it's yeah. a totally different show, but yeah. we're still like picking and singing. So yeah. it's, it's a lot of fun. Well, he's such a down-to-earth guy, too. I mean, you if you know if you didn't know him, it he would still you would still be able to walk up and talk to him. You know, it's like he he just he he's he's always at at the the conferences and the events and just you know mingling and wandering around and being as friendly as he can be. He's just uh, you're right, just a, a treasure to the industry for sure. Absolutely, he's totally genuine and um, approachable, which is great. And a perpetual songwriter. I, I've I've uh, bumped into him from time to time, and he looks on approach like anybody else with his hand phone out and you know searching the web or whatever. But he's writing a song. <laughs> you know, he's he, he's he's uh, recording a lyric or a, or a melody or something. It's it's so interesting to watch him uh, to watch somebody like him or somebody like him put a song together and it kind of it, it leads me to a question and and maybe it's it's uh too ambiguous to answer but y- you mentioned earlier being able to write so many songs during the pandemic and uh, jim is always writing and 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 yet i i know that there are people that struggle to write it is there a difference is it the discipline is it just talent what what makes it what makes a difference between somebody that can write like you guys and then somebody that just struggles to find a song a year kind of well, thing? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, I've been accused, and it's not a bad thing, of being a uh, frying pan writer as opposed to a crockpot writer. Okay. You know? And But, like, Jim, if I'm a frying pan, Jim is like a microwave. I mean, you know, he'll go into the studio with an idea and write the song while he's in the studio and put it on the record. Yeah. And that is inspiring. You know what I think that is? I mean, I don't know. It's just my guess. I think it's just having that confidence mm, in okay. yourself, in your material, being able to edit yourself confidently, you know, mm-hmm. get, get, get outside of yourself and saying, hey, does this work? Is mm-hmm. this as strong as it could be? Does, uh, uh, does do the verses support the course? You know, was I right to put a bridge here? Um, and he's really good at that. Mm-hmm. I mean, He's, I mean, of course, he's got a golden voice, but so I think his confidence is, is very inspiring. And the more you you do it, the more you write with people, the more records you make. Um, it's like anything else. I mean, there's a way to do it. There is a formula. There's sure. But that being said, I also tell people that there's no wrong way to write a song. Right. You know, it's right. okay if it takes a year. It's okay if you come up with the melody first or the words first or. You know, there's no wrong way to do it, but there are things that you can go through, steps and processes that will lead you to the end. Um, so, I, I, I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah, no, I, I, we have a lot of people that listen to this podcast that, outside of just enjoying hearing the story from you guys, 
they're songwriters and or, or aspiring songwriters. And I find that um, I, the comments I get oftentimes are, man, I really liked it when you talked to so-and-so about how they wrote, the, found the songs for the record, that kind of thing. So uh, right. I, I, the little bits and pieces along the way, because um, everybody, when I ask that question, it, I almost invariably get a slightly different version of the same answer. But, um, right. you know, what, I, what I've learned is everybody has a style, but, but there is also kind of what you said. There is a kind of underlying, maybe even unspoken uh, format to, to doing that, that you kind of have to find that for yourself and then follow that along the way. Right. The, for me, for example, for, for your listeners, um, I carry a book of titles. I like just titles mm, mm-hmm. and then uh, myself and the co-writer will go through these titles and say what what resonates with both of us like right, we jump off and then I like to try to get a course I like to you know if we can get get a course based on this title and I've worked with writers where we've written a whole song with no melody but my preference is to do melody and words at the same time mm. so we say say okay we've got this course this is this is the melody now what's the story going to be Almost like you're in English class. We're like, yeah, all right, okay. the first verse is going to be about this. Second verse is going to be about this. And we've got uh, the melody for our course. So we're saying, okay, well, where would the verses go? Obviously, they're not going to be exactly like the course. And then so let's – we've written our verses. They don't say the same thing. They support the course. And then after that's done, we're like, well, is there anything else to say in the song or are we done? If we're done, we're done. If there's something else to say that we haven't said or that's going to support the course or the story, then we'll write a bridge. Mm. And typically, bridges will be – um, go somewhere else sonically to kind of for mm-hmm. the listener, a mm-hmm. palate cleanser, and, the, and they'll usually be in a different meter. You know, they won't be um, the same links as the verses or the chorus. And uh, generally, you know, they they will support the song. And after that, you know, we read it from top to bottom. Does everything make sense? Is there anything that I like to say that we can beat? We don't say anything bad or anything. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. And, and then you have a, a respect and a confidence for your co-writers where you can throw out anything and it may be silly or something, but it may lead somebody to the next best idea. Yeah. 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 Cool. No, I appreciate that's that. That's kind of what it looks like for me. Yeah, yeah no, that's helpful. I, I, I think uh, any type of uh, formulization like that is, is good for somebody trying to uh, make that work for themselves. So I, I appreciate that input. Um, so the, the album again is pay your dues. That's out, came out at Merle Fest. What's, what's on the horizon for you guys? Big, big touring schedule, I suppose this summer. Yes. Um, like I said, we've really hit our stride with greater day and we're booking stuff into 2024. Uh, Merle Fest was certainly a highlight. We're going to rooster walk this year, which is a, a nice festival. Yeah. That's back over Virginia. in Virginia. Yeah doing a lot of uh, regional listening rooms. Uh, we've got some stuff in Wisconsin and South Dakota, some big folk festivals, and we're going out to Four Corners to do some stuff in Colorado and Idaho and Montana in September, which I'm thrilled about because the fly fishing is so good. My other passion <laughs> is fly fishing. Yeah, that's awesome. Out to other East Coast anglers. And it's no coincidence that the tour ends up in Idaho and Montana where the fly fishing is excellent. Yeah. Do, do I remember correctly when you not, are you are you a trail runner also? Did, did... Yes, okay. uh, I had a I had a illustrious past in trail running. I got into a bunch of long distance races and really enjoyed it. And we used to do some stuff for Canned Aid, which is a nonprofit uh-huh. wing of Oscar Blues. We I used to put on a fifty k race that raised money for them. And now the band is our Tunes Ambassadors, where we go to schools and play, and they donate instruments for the kids. That's and we, cool. 
to tie it all together, we've also started a new program called Fishing with a Musician, where people can bid on fishing trips with famous musicians, and then they go out and fish with them. And oh, wow. I was uh, Arthur Hancock started it. It's a great idea. We've done one year so far. There's going to be another uh, event going on this year. And I love so that. Not only do I take people fishing, but sometimes I'll take the artist and their the winner of the auction fishing. I can take them both out on the boat hmm, and, hmm. and have a great day. But it's just, it's just a neat program, and we're happy to be involved with Candade. It's good to kind of give back, and I think uh, we really enjoy working with kids, you know, because that's a good time to start in music while you're young. Yeah, for sure. Um, in any. Um new record on the horizon with this these being sort of older tunes are you, are you looking forward to the next project yet we are um we're booking some studio time and we're hoping to get uh maybe some holiday music out in december oh, cool. and maybe release uh go ahead and get a couple singles in the can leading up to the next full length album awesome that's cool well, Charles, I appreciate it, man. It's good to reconnect with you, and um, I love what you guys are doing. I'm, I'm glad you're back on the road and, and um, making new music and, and getting out there and, and letting guys and uh, letting people enjoy your show. So we definitely wish you the best with that. How do you like to communicate with people? What's the best way for them to find you guys and find your music? Uh, the best way to track us is our website, com, and then from there we have links to everything social media and as far as music uh, we're pretty easy to find uh, wherever listeners consume their music we should be there just type in the band name songs of the road band and uh, give us a like or a follow and we'll keep making music as long as they keep coming <laughs> out to the shows and yeah. streaming the songs yeah. certainly uh you know feel blessed to do what we love and we couldn't do it without the djs and the listeners yeah cool thank you charles i appreciate your time today Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, have a great afternoon. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.